everybody, this is Martin from Asfix and uh, this is an interview under FIRE! Alright, what's up everyone? Welcome to a brand new episode of Interview Under Fire. This is your host Sonny along with Martin Van Drunen. Quite the honor. Thank you so much for joining our podcast today on IUF. This is an exciting way to kick off 2021 for you and the rest of the guys over at Aspects with the release of your 10th studio album, Necroceros, which arrives January 22nd on Century Media Records. You know, first of all, Martin, I want to say congratulations on all the well-deserved recognition it's been getting so far, especially with the singles, you know, Botox Implosion, Knights Templar Stand, and you had a new single that just dropped today, is that correct? Yes, that's right. That's right, and that's that's actually what we. Um, well, first of all, sorry. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me, and uh, hello yeah. to, all the, <laughs> yeah, to all the listeners and watchers. Uh, you know, are there? Hope everybody's fine. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, like you said, we just uh, we just released uh, the last official video. Uh, we call it like as the whole band, like the real official video of everything. And uh, yeah, it was it was uh, it was a launch today. Yeah, really chuffed about it. Yeah, and uh, you know, there's so much to unravel about this, but. You know, Martin, before we get to all that, there's a lot of stuff I want to get to. I want to ask a very important question to start things off, especially because it's a new year and where we are at our life at this point. And I think it's a very important question to ask, but it's a simple one. How are mm -hmm. you, man? Because <laughs> you guys did uh, enter the studio in 2019 to record this, and now we're here. You know, how's life over there in the Netherlands now? At the moment, we're in a, we're in a really strict lockdown. And, okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, basically, everything is closed, even the schools. Uh, and the only things that are open are like supermarkets and, uh, you know, bakeries and, you know, like, um, essential, uh, food suppliers. That's that, and that's, that's really the only thing we can actually get to, you know? So if I go out, I'm only allowed to go there. And, uh, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's bad. It's quite bad. I mean, yeah. to, I mean, fortunately the, the, um, uh, yeah, right now, like straight after Christmas, I mean, the, the infection rate is, is rising again. Uh, so they are thinking of extending the lockdown for two more weeks, which will, yeah, then it will last probably still a whole long month. But okay, they started with the vaccinations, and uh, well, things will only get better. And yeah, we already, we've been through already like a kind of a you know a whole year with this. So yeah, you know, a couple of weeks longer doesn't really matter. It just sucks for a band like us who you know we really want to hit the stage, and um, yeah, well, that's unfortunately impossible at the moment. <laughs> Yeah, and you pretty much kind of summed up exactly what Dallas is going through as well, because, uh, you know, we're, of course, we had our own um, uh, vaccinations come in, and of course, mm -hmm. it's, it's it's limited here in the States, going mm -hmm. from phase one to phase two to phase three, back to phase mm -hmm. two, and, you know, it's uh, a lot of things going back and forth, kind of just hard to keep track of all this, but, you know, here we are, and, you know, speaking of here we are, you know, being away from the stage a lot as of late, you know, how are you keeping up your vocals these days, Martin? Is that affecting your musicianship? Has anything changed for your routine-wise lately, if at all? Yeah, well, I mean, the the, the routine that changes, of course, that uh, that we don't have regular shows. And the worst part oh, yeah. of everything, worst part of everything, is that normally, tradition-wise, uh, when we when we when we release a new album, we always do a kind of a release show. And during that release show, uh, we play basically everything from that last album. Because normally when you do shows, people also mm -hmm. want to hear like the old material, you know. Uh, well, actually, we did make, make um, was a tough decision to make. Like the day after the official release, we do a, um, a worldwide live stream uh, because there's no other opportunity to actually do our so-called release show. So, we, you know, we do it this way. So the day after the 23rd, 
and it's for free for everybody. They can donate for free as well if they want to. So everybody right. can watch that and then, and then listen to the songs live, you know. But uh, that's the only opportunity we're going to get uh, in, I have no idea, in, in how many months. And yes, it's, cra it's crap because, um, yeah, like the whole routine, you know. Normally we would have played a couple of shows last month. Well, of course, that didn't happen. And fortunately, we did have a few so-called Corona shows in Germany. I think one in October and one, no, two in October and one in November. So it's not that long ago. But those were really limited for, uh, you know, a certain amount of people. They had to sit, they had to wear the masks. But at least we were able to, to play and at least people were, you know, uh, were able to, to, to see us live. And, yeah, they were very grateful afterwards. It was, it was just really fantastic. The reactions like, oh, God, you know, we're just longing for a show and to watch a band. Mm. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah it's, it's like a kind of, a, you know, you go through a kind of a withdrawal. Because, uh, yeah, for us, like the stage is like a drug. But, uh, yeah. yeah, and normally that does keep me in shape. But, um, uh, yeah, since it doesn't, so I have to, you know, I have to do it at home and train at home. And I have to do that now because, you know, in two weeks is that, um, is that release stream. So, yeah, I have to make sure my voice is in good shape. And it is, in fact, it is. It's not a problem. I can do it at home. I can practice here at home. So, uh, yeah, I will st I'll stay in shape. That's not the yeah, thing. Yeah, it's at the, uh, at the Metropole venue, right, in Hengelo? Is that, is actually, that Yeah, think? exactly. That, that's, a big, that's just kind of a home ground. I mean, the real home ground of Essex uh, was always like uh, the attack venue in Enschede, but those two cities are in a region and they're kind of grown together, and both venues, they're fused. So what used to be the attack okay. venue, it, it still exists, but uh, the Metropole is way more active. And because we have people working there, uh, that we know personally, and uh, for, for them it was an honor that we, that we asked them, and they already have experiences uh, with, with streaming, so they have a camera crew, everything is there, you know, so, um, yeah, all, all, all it needs for us is to, um, uh, yeah, to get on stage and, you know, do some special stuff, maybe we have, like, flames or smoke, I don't know what, but we'll see, we'll see, it's got to be but weird hey, anyway, because no know yeah. audience that's weird. Yeah, definitely. And it's always good to have something to look forward to, especially something like that, you know, making the best of a situation. It's easier said than done. And I know I know I can't believe you you nailed it on the head. We're almost a year removed from the actual, you know, live performance, you know, yes. what a traditional live performance is like. And I do want to touch on the live streaming here in a second. But before we get to that, you know, as Asphyx formed in nineteen eighty seven, but you joined in nineteen ninety. But having said that, Martin, you've been at this for over three decades. You know, whether it's with Asphyx huh. or Grand Supreme Blood Court or Pestilence or Submission or Halo Bullets or Death by Dawn, First Class <laughs> Elite. Hopefully I'm not missing anything from that list there. But you, you missed miss both throw you miss both thrower. Oh <laughs> both thrower. How do I miss that? <laughs> of course. Of course. They're one of the classics, you know. Oh man, you got me there. Okay. Having said that, you know, you've done some extensive touring throughout your career, Martin, whether it's at Rockstad or Party Sent Festival, Obscene Extreme, Metal Mania, Rock Hard Festival. And now we're all kind of just taking like an unexpected step back. And does it make you have a growing appreciation of the touring life? Because we're talking about, you know, culture, the fans, even the food. There's just so many things to pick apart about what makes touring life amazing. What was your favorite part about that life? Well, I mean, the, the the favorite part is to go on stage and to you know to have a good time with the people and and especially the feedback from them. You know, I mean, we cannot do it without them, and they can't have a good time without us. So that's that's really the part that I miss most. You know, a, yeah. apart from the fact that everything that comes around. I mean, we we we're, we're a kind of band that 
um, yeah, if there's time before the stage, you know, we just uh, go into the crowd and, and talk and hang out with the people, uh, give them the opportunity for signatures or, uh, you know, selfies or whatever they want to do. And, and even after the show, if I'm not, if the show is not too extensive and, and, uh, and I'm not too tired, then, I'm, you know, uh, half an hour later, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling better again. I go in and go back into the crowd. And actually, those are the things really that I miss most of it, you know. I mean, everything else is, of course, fantastic. Uh, forget to mention even the good time that we have with the boys, you know, because we always have a good time wherever we go. I mean, I even said to them in this situation, I said, Jesus Christ, I even miss standing in line now boarding a bloody airplane, you know. I'm even, mm -hmm. even missing that because we always make fun with that as well, you know, the crew of the plane and they just, you know, they think it's always um, interesting to have a band on board, you know, so you get like a kind of a little special treatment, whatever. But, you know, it's... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the, the performing itself and with the fans hanging with them is, is, is one of what I miss most. Like I said, it's really like a kind of a withdrawal. And then there's all these other little things, you know, that come with it. That you meet, um, you meet other bands, you know, colleagues, your friends, uh, people that you know for so long with the business, having a good time, having a drink, having good food. I mean, it's everything that comes, you know, that comes with it. It's, it's, a re it's really a big miss. It's like a, somebody just cut away like a whole part of my life, you know. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. speaking of, cutting a part away of your life you know we're kind of just all in that same boat i don't know i mean i was at a show every week before all this lockdown and mm -hmm. we're and i'm about to reach you know one year since i've last been to a show and this is what i want to talk about because it was a popular topic it's been a popular topic on interview under fire for the last you know eight nine months and you mentioned it right before we talked about the uh, uh concert experience is the live streaming i know you guys are doing the live streaming on january 23rd mm -hmm. and you know, you could trace it back to when Code Orange first did their live streaming back in, was it last March? Right. Maybe two days after the pandemic, they did the whole, you know, they recorded a show in an empty venue in Pennsylvania and then they streamed it for the fans. Mm -hmm. And we've had bands like, you know, Insomnium and Lamb of God and August Burns Red. They talk about their live experience. I think Behemoth also did one, you know, and it's, and it's been going on and on. You know, I, I even went to see Metallica at a live streaming, not a live stream, they pre-recorded a show and they streamed it for the fans here in the States. Uh -huh. And of course, Dallas, Texas sold out, but you know, it made me miss the live experience even more. But what I, my point is, with all the experience that you've taken in, Martin, throughout your career, with all the bands that you've played with, with all the fans that you've encountered, just there's so much that you've taken in. Do you think the quarantine-induced live streaming surge that we're seeing from these bands right now is that going to affect the touring musician business going forward in your experience? Like, do you still see bands doing something like this even after all this is over? Well, maybe certain bands. I mean, yes. Uh, like, like if you have bands that uh, are, you say that, are more like focused on studio things instead of uh, really going on stage and, and rage like we do, you know, maybe for them. But I mean, for us personally and for me, for us as, as Asphyx and for me personally, um, I hopefully this will be the last stream that we ever do, the first and last, you know, because yeah. we for us internal in, in 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 for us with Asterix in, in the band we really had a discussion of um, uh, yeah, me I I I was like Asterix without audience, sorry guys, it's not going to work, you know, and Alvin, my bass our bass player, you know, he was kind of on my side like yeah you know guys it's not going to work and then the other two said okay you know just you guys sleep a little bit over it and uh, uh let's just see and then after me and Alwyn later on said yeah well the situation is not going to change for the first couple of months if we really want to play these songs live you know so after that we said okay we're going to consider this as a kind of a 
rehearsal. It's good to be hang out. Good to hang out with the, with the guys again. It's good to have a couple of beers and, and play all these songs. And still, all the people can actually watch us and hear us play um, all that material live. This is the situation how it is for Asfix, but I don't know how it is for other bands. But for us, it's just really. Um, yeah, it's like a kind of an emergency situation. You know, there's no other way to do it, so we take it that way. Like you say, it's an experience. That's another thing. Huh? Uh, I just mentioned that we did special Corona shows. Let's just say that was the first step, and the next step is now is doing a stream, and then after that stream, we just hope we can get back to normal. Uh, you know, slowly, and then uh, yeah, we take it on from there. And then I just like I said, and then I hope it will be our first and our last stream ever, because <laughs> yeah, we yeah. Need, we need those people, man. I mean. Yeah, it will be a weird one. You just look into the camera and say like, okay, good evening, uh, Dallas, or good evening, uh, Mexico City, or uh, uh, San Jose, or, you know, whatever. It's, it's going to be weird to just imagine that there's people there in a living room or sitting on a couch or having, having a beer in their hand and banging their hands. It's, it's, it's a weird one. Yeah, of course, I have the liberty to mosh in my own room if I want to. <laughs> but you know, how, how, much, how much longer can you do that? And I know, you know, you said it yourself, you know, the part of what what makes Asfix, Asfix is the live experience. You guys bring that energy to the fans and it's a little, mm -hmm. you know, it's a little unorthodox, so to speak, you know, when you're just performing in front of a camera and then just streaming it for the fans that that's usually not, that's, that's not what metal is. You know, that's a part of what metal, what makes metal metal is the energy that you guys give to the crowd. And you know, what's the most popular thing we hear at a metal show? Let me see those horns, right? And you see a sea yeah. of horns from all the fans. It's you get those you get those goosebumps. And yeah. when I was at that Metallica show, that drive in show, uh, what is it this past summer? Um, what was the popular thing we heard? We heard instead of instead of hearing, uh, you know, let me see those horns. It was, hey, guys, let me hear you honk your horns. So if you rolled down your window <laughs> into the night, you just hear just the cars honking just in the silence. It was so it was so awkward. It was so funny at the same time, but you know, it was nice to see that turnout. But like I said before, it made me miss the live experience even more. And you answered it perfectly. There's no right or wrong answer to this because some well, artists, the, you know, the thing go ahead. Is, if, if I may interrupt, the thing is, I mean, actually, people said the same when we did our first Corona show, which was actually in a, in a German church, and so they were okay. like. Yeah, it was really in a, it, really in a church, but for some reason the the, the church because they cannot have a like the normal mass and all that, so they kind of were were renting it. It was kind of a hire, you know, that whole space. Yeah. But of course, there's all these seats, and then before the show, there was a lot of people, even colleagues, you know, from me and other bands. Said, hey, Martin, come on, it's not going to work, you know. You, you, with Asfix, you cannot play a show with people sitting in front of you. And well, I said, okay, but let's <laughs> let's make it an experience. Let's see what's going to happen then, and then. Honestly, I mean, I was really surprised that the people were sitting, but for the rest, they were doing exactly the same as they were doing normally. They were banging their heads, they were screaming, throwing fists, their horns and all that. And we were like, well, it was great. You know, it was really great. At least we were able to play live and at least we were able to be on, on stage. And they were, like I said before, like very grateful to, to be able to see a band, you know. So and, and yeah, in the end, they couldn't. Uh, yeah, you know, they, they they had to do that. So everybody was standing up at the end of the show, like and, and screaming and going completely crazy you know fortunately I, I haven't heard anything of any infection afterwards so everything went well so that was an experience of which a lot of people said to me first um yeah it's not going to work and afterward it was really, really only positive so who knows maybe the same will happen with the stream yeah and speaking of going crazy i know we talked about a lot let's talk about going crazy about your 10th album 
Necroceros <laughs> comes out January 22nd, 2021. I, I keep saying 2021 like it's not 2021 already. <laughs> I'm not used to it, but obviously January 22nd this year uh, on Century Media Records. Man, uh, I got to say, this was just a blended fusion of old school death metal, doom metal. It was so crushing. It was so in your face, riff after riff. I know you can't see my face right now, but... I'm surprised to even have a head that's upright still talking to you right now. You know, ever since, <laughs> ever since I got a copy of this album, I'm just like, Jesus, I, I mean, this needs to be heard live because I mean, the energy that you guys have exhibited, like inside this album, like it was just mind blowing. And it took me back to the sounds of autopsy, you know, bolt thrower, grave, obituary from, you know, the soul cares death to Mount skull to three years of famine in blazing ocean. to so the tile track, this was as good as it gets. And I know you started writing for Nakar Service. Well, entered the studio in 2019, but how much did things change, Martin? If anything did change from when you first started composing on this album to where you ended up finishing it? Did a lot change in between? Did nothing change in between? Was there already a specific sound you guys knew you wanted with the with the Necrosseros? Uh well, first of all, thanks a lot, you know, for the compliments. Really appreciate that. And I'm sure the lads will too um to your question uh, yeah well actually the first the first entrance of the studio was in november november in 2019 and so we thought okay we have six or seven pieces together uh and then we what we what we do then is we hit the studio basically everything is roughly arranged but we're still going to jam you know hmm. and then we'll see if during that jam let's just see what uh, you know uh, what that, that what it will lead to so we recorded about six or seven, as we call like drum track tracks yeah, with the guide guitar. And then afterwards, um, we were listening to them. And the more we were listening to them, we, would, we thought to ourselves like, um, something's missing. You know, it's still not, um, yeah, it's still not exactly what we want. You know, some things need to change. And um, yeah, then finally, I mean, Paul, of course, I like, kept on writing and kept on coming, firing these riffs, uh, which he sends then, of course, first to me. Uh, by mail, you know, like an MP3, so I can listen it, so we can put more pieces together. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, uh, yeah, this Corona thing came in, and all the shows were cancelled. And we said, you know what, we're going to uh, the best is to you know make the best of our, the time that's available right now, and uh, do the same as we have with with all the rest of the material that we have now is go into the studio and finish everything off. You know, and it took us there. It took us two weekend jams uh, to finally write all the songs the way they are now. So uh, there's not much that didn't change. It's just that, um, uh, yeah, you know, we were able to, because it was kind of a long period in between the first recording and uh, the final recordings. So yeah, we were able to um, to think clearly and and uh, and change things the way that we want. We really wanted to have it happen in the end. You know? Yeah, and this was recorded at the Tom Meyer Studio and at Paul's the Morser Studio. Is that correct? Yes. Right, and it was finally mixed and mastered by Sebastian Leverman at Greenman Studios. Who is it mainly produced by? Did you guys have a main producer behind this? It's ourselves. Right. Now, was there a sense of comfortability for you knowing that this is the way you wanted to do it? Because there's so many bands who have different producers, they just leave it to them and do the work. But not. But since you guys produce it yourselves, how comfortable were you with that? It was just something that just came naturally. It's like, okay, this is the way I want to do it. This is how I want to sound. Let's do it this way. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, 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 I mean, it, it works simply like that for us. Uh, we have a, we, we do it together with the mixer. Right? Which, in, in this case, we changed mixer because we used to work always with Dan Swano. 
Oh yeah, yeah. He's a he has a very good reputation. Great guy. Exactly. But the thing is, a bit. I mean, Dan. There's nothing against Dan. He did a fantastic job with us, and he's a good friend of the band. But for this album, we thought like let, let's, you know, let's have like a fresh input. Uh, and uh, so we contacted a couple of guys. Like, okay, give us. We send one track, uh, the Mount Skull track, and then we said, okay, um, surprise us with what you can do. You know, and then he came for us. Well, we had the best vibe with him, with with uh, with Sebastian, with Sape, as we call him. So <laughs> there, uh, the guys, especially the guitar players, you know, Paul, he knows very, very well what he's not, what he wants with his guitar sound. And then he, you know, he's going to push Sebastian, uh, you know, over the edge with this is what I want. And so everybody is involved with that. Uh, but but Paul is. Um, yeah, he's take, I mean, for Asphyx, the, the most important thing is his guitar sound, you know. It has yeah. to be really heavy and it has to be, you know, as dominant as, as, as possible. So, yeah, that's how it goes. And then finally, we work together with, with Sebastian. And when they think they have a fantastic mix ready with the guitar sound, they send it to me and go, okay, Martin, what do you think of this? And then, and then I go, I give my uh, opinion. And, of course, Husky, too, with his drums. And we put the final pieces together. And that's... In the end, if everybody says, then the whole band, like the four of us, yeah, this is the bastard. Well, okay, then we take it, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I, yeah, and I definitely heard that in the final product when I got that album. Now, you know, aspects. You know, the I want to talk about like the lyrical content here because it it surrounds you know war, death, damnation, torture. You guys have have a song called Botox Implosion, which you know it's in the name. <laughs> you, I know you wanted to film this on the Sunset Boulevard in L.A. <laughs> And you have, and then you have a song like Knights Templar Stand, which is about the Knights Templar battling bravely in the Levant, who are outnumbered by many, standing their ground until the very end. So, yes. to what level, Martin, do you like to have a theme for your records, and how important are themes to you? Is that more about helping you guys write or sound, or is that more for the audience? Because a lot of artists they don't really care about themes; they just do ten songs in the studio and that's it. But I felt like I felt like you had ideas in mind when it came to getting these songs out there. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, what I do myself is, uh, no, no, no. For me, it's, it's I mean, yes, I, I do know that, that, uh, that especially like the, the, the loyal Asterix fans, they, um, they expect something, you know, because it's a kind of a tradition of us. Um, but also for myself, I really like to, you know, take on certain themes that certain bands haven't taken on or that just interest me. And I've got a really a wide range uh, of things that interest me. I mean, yeah, that's, that goes from war to, you know, any kind of history, even modern day history, it doesn't really matter, you know, and I read a lot, uh, I like to watch like good documentaries, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I have, a, I have a big input from that. And as soon as I have an idea, even if it's just, you know, a couple of words, I write it down, you know, just to save it for something. And then I just yeah. see, then I just see when the stuff that Paul comes up with music wise, and I see if I can visualize that, like if I hear it, Okay, what do I see with it? You know, when I hear this kind of riff, like for example, um, this is a really, really simple example, like Three Years of Famine. You know, this really tragic song. Uh, you cannot, you cannot give the title Botox Implosion. You know, it's, it's, it's impossible. <laughs> yeah, know? when I saw it's the like, title Botox Implosion, I'm like, huh, that's so yeah. death metal. <laughs> yeah, that, well, so you know, so that's not going to work. So you know, that song has to has to have like a really tragic and intense uh, topic. So yeah, I took on the famine of China. You know, on the on the Mao. Uh, which was a horrible, um, it was one of the worst famines ever in the history of mankind. And, uh, hmm. you know, but that's, that's just, that, then it's like the, the Paul's music that inspires me um, um, to have like the topic. But of course, the topic I already had written somewhere down because I read a couple of books about Mao. And uh, yeah, shocking, really. Uh, he's worse than Stalin, his man, you know, you can, it's just like three 
guys are the worst in, in the history. It's just Mao, the Stalin, and it's Hitler. You know, those three. Yeah. You, you can put you can put them on one line. But uh, yeah, you know, so yeah, from all these things out of history or, or you know, what happens in the present, I, I can take anything on. You know, just what just what interests me. And and also the funny the funny death things uh, like Botox or in the past the thing like the feeder or Candiru, you know, all that kind of uh -huh. stuff. Is there anything right now that you're reading that you know as far or watching your know, documentaries or books that you're reading right now that provide an influence in your life? Well, Adam, I mean, this week I was uh, I was fucking stunned, you know, about what happened in the Capitol, of course. Oh right? gosh, I, I you know, hey, man, <laughs> I wait. I, what was it? Was it yesterday? Hold on, what day is it? Okay, today's Friday. I think it was a couple of days ago. I woke up and, uh, you know, my my brother has the news on. I'm like, oh my, I mean, I have I have no words for what happened it's just indescribable obviously but i mean that's a whole different discussion for to talk about that but yeah it's i mean what you're saying it kind of like goes hand in hand with you know what you're reading and like with the with the you know the rulers you know the evil rulers you know as far as mao and hitler and stalin you know, you know it's, it's 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 about you know when you when i mean this uh, i'm not sure if it's going to be you know but like just why i just mentioned it is because if there's something happening which can be a kind of a game changer all over mm -hmm. um uh, and it, it, I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to write a song about this, but it's definitely something, uh, you know. I'd love to hear I that. Mean, it's, 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 a whole, it's a whole different kind of thing, but you know, like the French Revolution was not by these kind of people, of course. That the, the French Revolution was done by, by a little bit more intelligent people than who stormed the capital, but it was kind of a bit, bit similar. It, you know, the, the 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 National Assembly in France was just stormed, and and the king was, um, yeah, you know, decapitated more or less, and then. That was the first democracy in the world, you know, and um, so that that was a game changer. I hope, I definitely hope, it's not going to happen with what happened just you know a couple of days ago in Thank your gosh. country. I really hope not. <laughs> no, 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 that's not yeah, happen, people. But, uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, people died. You know, there a couple of people yes, died. Yes, yes. To that, I, so I, today, I today I read like even um, you know a policeman uh, you know died there, and I go, this is really bad. Mm -hmm. I mean, they actually stormed it. And they, 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 um, yeah, they, uh, they killed somebody that uh, was on duty, you know, to protect actually uh, the people in the capital from this. So I think that's really bad, and they really should be should be punished for this, you know, just to set an example. Come on, yeah. but yeah, you know, like, like I said, I mean, it's it's a very interesting thing. Uh, not not saying that I'm going to write about it, but yeah, I'm, I'm 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 sure somebody's going to do that, you know. And it's but it's interesting, you know. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure many people will write about just this entire period as a whole. Like once you know mm -hmm. everything's done, I mean, I can't imagine as far as like the metal community goes, just the amount of albums that will surround the pandemic and social injustices and you know governments and you know just totalitarianism, whatever you want to call it, you know. It's good. It's going to be crazy, you know. I mean, of course, if you want to write a song about it, do so. Because I, I mean, <laughs> from your mind, from your point of view, I would love to hear it. Because being a fan as long as I have, I'm just saying, just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I would, I would probably take it into a political thing, and you know, uh, we really want to avoid being like a political man. We leave that up to Napalm Death, you know. They do it well. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, we would leave it to Rage Against the Machine. Before, of course, what they did in the '90s. So, man, can you that? Can you imagine them like making music now? Like again, that's a whole different discussion. For we talk about that. <laughs> yeah, 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 and then, and then we do the different. Somebody is going to do a different version from the South, like you know, wearing the Confederate flag, and like, fuck you, I won't do what oh, you told me. Oh my god, man, <laughs> good Bad. lord, Bad. man, uh, Martin, do you see you know Necrosseros now? Now that album's coming out soon, do you see this album as a snapshot of where you are at a certain time in your life, looking back? 
Every album is that. Mm. Every album is. I mean, yeah, uh, because you will not have that bonus track, I think, uh, as a stream. Oh. Okay. Uh, there's a there's a bonus track which was a fast track of Paul, um, and um, actually we choose it to be a bonus track because the 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 entire album was too long to put on one piece of vinyl. So we said, okay, oh, wow. no, we have to we have to skip, <laughs> we have to at least skip one. It was it was a rough one, but that track is um, yeah it has lyrics dealing with the pandemic, and especially written in the in the in the, in the time period that we were also locked uh, locked in on our homes, you know. So uh, yeah, if, uh, with that track, you you can never forget the situation that you were in, and yeah, well, I mean, with that crossroads, it will you will always you will never forget you wrote that one in you made that one in 2020, which was the bad year of the pandemic. You know, I wonder how yeah. the hell the whole the whole situation is going to be, um, yeah, you know, have have its place in history. But okay, that's another thing. <laughs> yeah, I feel but, like yeah, it... so so yeah, so so yeah, it's special. It, it will be a very special album. Yeah, and I mean, trust me, it already is. And uh, as far as like album of the year, you guys are already f front runners for that in my book. You know, it's easy to look back. I feel like it's easy to look back at 2020 and say, hey, this is the pandemic album. I mean, I, that's not the way I see it. You know, the way I see it is if 2020 allowed musicians like, you know, like yourselves or even, you know, press people like myself to grow through that year and, you know, learn more about each other and ourselves. That's That's, from my perspective, that's what I got. I don't know if you had the same thing, but you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it could, it's easy to be negative about something instead of just looking at the positives. Yeah, well, I mean, somebody said here, like, uh, negative is the most positive word of 2020. You know, so oh, interesting. That's <laughs> one way to put it for sure. Yeah, you know, no, no, but but I mean, you're right, and and for us, it it, it was because uh, normally um, it's kind of stressful if you have all kinds of shows in between. And you're still working with the album. And now we were able to, you know, we really have all the time that we had available to put that into the album. So, you know, we could, uh, yeah, there were weekends where we could say, okay, now we have a weekend off where we can record a video. You know, now we have weekends off where we can do this. Now we have time off where we can do this and this and that, you know. So there was more time. It was, it was more laid back, really. Even though with the artwork and in the end, it was like a lot of stress because things didn't really, um, yeah, went the way was what with the layout had something to do so all of a sudden we were <laughs> in a rush to get the deadline mm -hmm. but uh, overall it was really um a relaxed way of, of of doing everything for the album that comes along with it you know and uh yeah so that yeah that's that, that's positive i mean uh, instead of uh, after to have to you know divide the energy that we have like oh now it's album time again and now it's another lower life show we can you know fully focus on the on the crossroads so yeah, that's positive. I mean, I actually everybody's like complaining and 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 and, thing. and yes, and it's and it's bloody sad, you know, that we cannot play live. But hey, this is how it is, and you have to make the best out of it, you know. You know, from the different perspectives and experiences in your timeline that you have taken in that we have discussed about already, whether it's with Aspects, Bolt Thrower, obviously, I can't believe I forget that the first time. You know, Pestilence, Submission, Halo Bullets. You know, over three decades of death metal brutality and and even more so in your career. Martin, what is the most rewarding part for someone like you who is now at this point in their career? At the same time, has been involved with so many other different aforementioned talented bands, artists, individuals throughout that timeline. And you've experienced so much already. Did all that play a part in helping you grow as an artist? In other words, do you ever stop to take a look back at how far you've come? uh yes yes sometimes you really stand still with that mm -hmm. you know and right now 
um, um, because this is actually uh, yeah, okay. Cannot hit the stage, but I mean, um, the situation we're in now with the band. I mean, this is the best, really. Huh? This is when it when it comes to to lineup, when it comes to the guys, and the way that we separate the tasks, everybody in the band, because we're self-managed as well. Apart from you know a booking agency that, that books our shows, but you know, there's not managing. There's just you know coming yeah. the offers. Uh, yeah, this this band can't get any better. You know that we're not we're not um, we're not just a band. We're brothers, and uh, uh, yeah, that's just a fantastic feeling. You can re- I can I can rely on them, and they can rely on me, and and uh, we never have to worry about anything. You know, when it comes to uh, like yeah, you know, you can just count on each other. That's how it is, and I think that's the best thing that ever that I, best situation I've ever been to in a band, in any band. Um, yeah, and you realize that, you know, and I'm really grateful for that. I mean, uh, I don't want to know how many bands I have where they go like, oh, you know, it's like five individuals and they only go on stage because it's their job, you know. And then later on, they don't even talk to each other or whatever. And they all have their separate buses or separate hotel rooms or God knows what else. And, that's and, a and, common you know, thing. Yeah, and, and for us, that does, that's not the case. You know, we really want to hang out with each other and we really want to hit that stage and, and be there as a unit as the, the, the way we are. And, uh, yeah, that's something... Um, that I that I really I'm really grateful for, you know, really. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's, it's uh, and and that that makes me a better performer as well. I mean, if I go into the studio, I'm not going to the studio and just think, okay, I'm going to do the best that I can. No, I'm going to do the best that I can, but also for the boys, you know, I'm not going to let them down. I'm going to fucking go in. Sorry, I'm going to go into the studio. And then, <laughs> no, no, it's fine. You know, <laughs> give, give everything I got just you know to make them happy as well, you know, and the fans and all that. You know? Yeah, and I like asking that question because it's, it's. I feel like it could be easy to lose track of yourself when you have ten albums with one band. You know, that's yeah. But if you, yeah, I but mean, if you, I mean, how many bands? Uh, how many bands are there right now? You know, in 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 some garage, and they just all they want to do is like achieve what I have achieved, mm-hmm. and who knows, they're never going to get there. You know. Yeah. Uh, so me and every time I am on stage, I, I, you know, I'm conscious of that fact. I'm aware of the fact that. I'm doing something that a lot of people really wanted to do. It's a dream to, to, you know, it's a dream like for them to do the same as I do. For me, it's like a dream come true. And I do it for them, for God's sake, you know. So I better be really grateful for that. And I am, you know. I really, I'm really aware of that fact that that, that I can do that. Ah. Yeah. And you couldn't have said it any better. Man, Martin, this has been such a pleasure. What I'm going to do is, uh, mm-hmm. I know we're running out of time here. I'm going to end things on a pretty awesome note. What I'm going to do. And I do this for all my guests, for most of my guests. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna do something special to finish off the interview here, okay? Right. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put you on the hot seat. hot seat. All right, what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna see if you know the lyrics to your own songs. You're for that challenge? For the lyrics of all the songs. Not all the songs. I handpicked a couple of songs, a few, yeah. and I'm gonna read the lyrics. You're gonna have to guess the title. Oh my god. <laughs> That's a rough one. No, that's no, gonna be I, rough. It's 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 okay because it that's like the common answer I get. I've had artists who say, "Oh, I'm not gonna get any song," and they get every song right. And then some artists who say, "Oh, yeah, easy, I'll get it," and they don't get any song right. <laughs> dep- 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 depends because uh, don't forget, I'm I'm not. A, I mean, English is not my language. You know, I'm not a native speaker. So, I, well, but yeah, depends depends on which ones you pick. <laughs> All right, I will say this. Genres- I, yeah, I did pick the songs that I did pick the records that you were a part of. So, so there's ah, that. And right. I and I'm gonna start you off easy, okay? All right. All right. Are you nervous? You sound no. nervous. 
<laughs> if anything, no, if no. anything, if anything, I'm just gonna make you rethink your set list when you come to Dallas, and you'll just you'll just do it that way. <laughs> <laughs> no, all I'm, right. No, I'm not nervous at all. It's just that uh, <laughs> because you say like I'm gonna surprise you, and you do surprise me. That's the thing. So all I'm right, surprised. That's, that's hey, it. hey, this is under fire, right? This is what this is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly under fire, like you say. All right, here we go. I'm gonna read the lyric. You say the name of the song. Booming business, med spa industry. Botox ah, there we go. Yeah, I told you to start off easy. Necrosaurus 2021, guys. That is a song. All right, moving on. Uh, and I'm not going to go in order, by the way. So keep that in mind. Constructed millennia agone. Designed by a designed by a since long extincted race, functioning on Lord infinite. Lord. Yep, incoming death. See, you're on a you're on a good roll right here. You're good. All right. I actually love this lyric right here just because I'm a nerd about this stuff. Celestial bodies in orbit collide. Satellites are drawn into the continuum inside. Absorbing any matter, interstellar dust. Black hole, black hole storm? Yeah, there you go. I was like, as soon as I say interstellar, he's going to get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I was, yeah, was mixed up because I have a few other other lyrics that deal uh, you know, with the kind of sci-fi matter. Okay, yeah. cool. It's from Death the Brutal Way from 2009. I can't believe we're already 12 years from that. <laughs> I still That's remember when that, when that album it. dropped. Yeah. Four all right, moving on. Death Man album. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. And, uh, all right, moving on. Deep from the chamber comes an outburst of immense magnitude. Clear, distant signal. Smoke columns reach high altitude. I feel like Is it's it like a... Mammoth? Yep. Um, as the mammoth... Mammoth magnifies? Yeah. Jesus, yeah, you know what it is. I mean, you just read it, but for me, it's like difficult if I exactly. don't have. The, yeah, the, yeah. Because um, you, you read it, you read it like a poem, but you don't read it like the way the vocals. That's 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 the tricky thing about it. I it think. is tricky because I, as I as I'm reading these, I feel like I could just read this as like a nursery rhyme to someone to you know make them go to bed or something like that. <laughs> but, but it's very poetic, as opposed to the delivery. You know, the way you do it on stage. As opposed to me just saying it, yeah, there's a whole different impact, a whole different perspective that you could take it in from, if that makes sense. Like, the impact is different, but but yeah, it's very poetic when I read it. But now it's like, you know, isn't it isn't it interesting? Like, when I read it to you, it's like, wow, I actually wrote that, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's it, no, it's interesting because I never heard it that way, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and again, that also shows, like, how impressive your catalog is because we jump from year to year and it shows you know the progression of your lyrics from one year to the next year from this album to the next album it's like okay i see uh -huh. this i hear this the the theme of this is it's 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 consistent with the delivery on the line that you're saying so again like we could go we could deep we could dive deep into that if we needed to that's a whole different episode but we'll talk about <laughs> that it comes all right we got a couple more all right. uh all right Behold my final testimony. I'm the survivor of my race. This last one on earth. Yeah, man, I didn't even have to read the whole thing. You got the first two lines. Yeah, I didn't whole yeah, but, that, but that's a song we play live all the time. You know? Yeah, that uh, I had to pick that one. That's from 1992. That's the self-titled uh, last one on earth. Great. I just love reading that. I'm going to finish reading that because it's just a great line. I'm the survivor of my race. Hear the tale of sadness and genocide where the species disappeared. I could go on forever with that. All right. <laughs> a couple more. Crawling through barbed wire into no man's land, soil soaked in blood, the Minefield? crying of men. Yeah, what? Minefield. Yep, from Death Hammer, 2012. Ah. Yeah, that's another one. Just great lyricism. All right, hordes of disgust, hungers, hate. Vermin. Yeah, 
man, you're good. See, you said you was gonna be tough, and you got you're getting all these songs just right off the bat. I didn't even have to read the whole thing. That's from the rack in 1990. That's I think one of the first tracks from the rack. I think it's, it's, it, no, it's the opening track and also the yeah. opening track of every show because it's Man. the record opener. So, yeah. He, yeah, so that's why, you know, the hordes of disgust come on. It's just a thing that even the boys always make jokes about that, you know. We have I mean, merchandise with hordes of disgust on the back. So. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting you excited for like a show. Like you're ready to belt all these lyrics out in the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> Start. All right. All right. Last one. Like I said, I think, I think you have, you really, uh, like went through this with no problem at all. All right, Furious Ram, Faith and Might, Merciless Charge, God on their sights. Night Step of Stand. Yep, from the new album. <laughs> you nailed it. That was probably one of the smoothest hot seats I have ever had uh, executed. That was great. <laughs> Damn, thanks. A no, because you know what? When you when you said that, you didn't say you didn't say uh, it was about the work that I that I did myself. I thought he's going to write me read me lyrics from all kinds of different bands and music and i was like yeah i'm gonna lose <laughs> you know? hey you know we've actually done that before so we may be bringing that back but hey let's save that let's save that when you come to dallas we'll do the in-person interview with you and the boys if they want to join in and that'll be actually what'll be fun is you read the lyrics to them and see if they get it <laughs> i think you know honestly i think paul will be the one that uh uh that will yeah. know them all uh, because think I see, about it. I see, that, that's a good one. I see, I, see, I see him on stage, you know, sometimes, and he knows that I see him when, when I do a vocal line and that he likes, and then he has his guitar, and then he looks at me and like screaming the lyrics along with me, like, Wah! you know, and I go, cool, he knows them. And he's really, uh, <laughs> he's really always curious, like, uh, Martin, if you finish the lyrics, can you send them to me straight away? Because I, and then, and then he knows, like, of course, I don't know the syllables and I don't know the way you sing on it, but I can make. You know, I can kind of figure out how you're going to do it, and then, of course, when I'm when I'm finished, then because the guys, when I do the vocals on the on the album, no one knows what I'm going to do before because we never practice them. Yeah. You know. Hey. So. Hey. So uh, it's always a surprise. Do me a favor. Stick around after the interview just for a minute uh, because I do want to dive into that a little bit because that was actually really fun. Uh, we can set something up in the near future. But uh, Martin, man, this has been such an honor. Um, do you have any? Just any shout outs, anything you want to mention, anything you want to plug in about aspects to the fans who are listening, to my listeners, just anything about yourselves going forward? Yeah, definitely. I mean, first of all, I want to, I want to thank you a lot for the interview. It was really a great pleasure. Even, uh, yeah, you really got me with the, you know, with a hot seat. But uh, yeah, I, I went through very well. No, but I really want to thank everybody um, for all the magnificent support throughout, throughout the, all the years. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, we haven't visited Texas with, with Asphyx yet. But, uh, yeah, we had a great experience with doing uh, six or seven shows on the West Coast. Uh, so, yeah, we definitely want to go back to America and uh, do a couple of other cities that we've never done before. So let's hope we can make that real. Uh, I'm not going to say it's going to be 2021. But, uh, yeah, you know, 2022 will definitely be a better year. <laughs> and it's going yeah. to be better anyway this year. But if we're going to hit the States... Well, let's see when we can do that. And uh, then, yeah, you're all invited to rage along with us. And... Uh, yeah, let's. Yeah. Uh, and and I hope everybody's going to be safe and uh, that everybody's going to get through this whole situation as as well as they can be. Yeah, and exactly like what what I said before is you know it's always nice to have things to look forward to, especially something like a live concert experience. And don't forget, you know, the people who are listening, make sure to tune in Saturday, January twenty third for the live stream for Aspects. And how can fans tune into that, Martin? Oh, they can. Uh, I think it's going to be on the. Um, um, Jesus, <laughs> you got me there because the boys did all the things with it. 
Um, well, I, I mean, you could just watch on, on, on the Aspects Facebook, of course, like where the hell yeah. is it going to be. I, I was just going to look that up here. I think, think yeah. I think Central Media is going to do that, and the Metropole in Hengelo has their own streaming. Um, how you say that? Uh, what is it? Sites uh, themselves. So okay, I think yeah, there's yeah. a couple. I think there's a couple of platforms that do it. But uh, yeah, I think also on the on the Asfix, uh, .nl, um, uh, like official, you know, band page right. as well. Yeah, and uh, like he just said right there, you know, make sure the listeners make sure you can go to Facebook, you can go on even on Instagram. I think you can just. I mean, everything you can just access from Google nowadays. <laughs> just search them up exactly. and you'll, you'll be able to get all the information. And everyone is listening. This is Martin from Aspects. Don't forget to pick up Necrosaurus. Comes out January 22nd on Century Media Records. Martin, please be safe out there, man. Uh, let's stay in touch. And we will look forward to the day to do this in person. And uh, hopefully we can do another version of a hot seat and a different kind of twist to it. Yeah? Sound good? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Simon. Right. It was a pleasure. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview on the Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. And also, if you guys have any questions or comments, you can find us at Interview Under Fire at Facebook or at Instagram. Or you can write us directly at schwag at interviewunderfire.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-G at interviewunderfire.com. Or Rezablade, that's R-E-Z-A-B-L-A-D-E at interviewunderfire.com.